Support for another round comes from Beveled, the first and only complete shaving system designed for men with coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin, clinically proven to reduce and prevent razor bumps. Because, let's face it, your face deserves better. Hi, everyone. I'm Heaven. I'm Tracy. And welcome to another round with Heaven and Tracy. Are you dying? What is happening? I'm cheering. (laughs) That sounds like the cheering of a dying person. (laughs) Why would a dying person be cheering? I don't know. Maybe they accomplished something at the end. (laughs) Yay, it's almost over. Woo! All right, y'all. We have a live, great, not live. It's live like it's lit, but it's not like live. It's lit. (laughs) We have a great show for you today. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. We're introducing a new segment we like to call White Man on the Street. White Man on the Street. (laughs) White Man on the Street. So we're just going to do some Man on the Street interviews with white men. Yeah, (laughs) that's the premise. Just generally ask them why. And then after that, we're going to interview my favorite person on earth. And like just the most beautiful singer ever. Uh, Leanne LaHavis is here. Oh, she's I'm so great. I'm so nervous. Let me tell you why I'm nervous. Because why I nervous? don't know how to act around my favorite people. Aww. I'm going to be stupid and gushy. Aww, Tracy, and I'm going to stumble so over words. I'm nervous. I'm excited. I'm nervous. She's so dope. She's releasing her second studio album, Blood, which is coming out July 31st. She's I've gonna... heard it. It oh, is yeah, it's amazing. incredible. We got a sneak peek. <laughs> and we're so excited to talk to her about it. Ugh. And then, you know, the usual buy around, cheering everybody on. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Welcome to the second installment of Tracy's Animal Corner. <laughs> oh, you're still going? Go. Talking about animals. Things that I like. Some that I don't. Animals. Talking about things that fly and swim and run around and kill <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, someone get you a Discovery Channel show immediately. <laughs> Reminder, we are not drinking this episode. <laughs> I cannot blame just this on delirious. the <laughs> I'm just super excited because I get to talk about chickens. Talk okay? to me about chickens, Tracy. Let me tell you about chickens. Okay. <laughs> chickens are amazing. Obviously, they taste really good. Yeah, that's a given. It's a given. There are so many different ways you can prepare it. You can bake it. You can fry it. Like stir fry it. Okay, <laughs> I was a vegetarian for like seven years, and the only thing I missed was chicken. <sighs> I'm glad that you came back to to the life. <laughs> I miss um, chicken. <laughs> in addition to being delicious, they're also really great friends, and you can have one as a pet, and it's probably the best pet in the world. Probably so. Up, uh, 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 okay. See the face. Okay. Just, just hear me out. Mm-hmm. So chickens mm-hmm. are actually very sweet. They have personalities, like individual personalities. They do. Okay. They do. I am a pro on how friendly chickens are because I have spent hours on YouTube oh my God. watching videos <laughs> of people with their pet chickens. Your right? expertise is hours on YouTube? <laughs> yes. I mean, that's how all other internet experts are made. Why not me? Uh, true. I am a friendly chicken expert. <laughs> but as have you like ever been like on a farm? Here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I have never met a chicken in real life. What? I haven't. That's how strongly I feel about chickens. I just know, okay? I just know that chickens would make fantastic pets. I have talked to people who know people who have pets as chickens. <laughs> You're like three degrees removed from a chicken. <laughs> but the, the feedback that I get is always the same, that they're very sweet. 
They come when you call their names. They enjoy cuddles and love. They like to be loved on. In the soul spreadsheet. Definitely has a soul. <laughs> they have the Chickens soul? Chickens absolutely have a soul. Now, here is something that we have to address. I mean, we can't talk oh about how fantastic chickens are without talking about the chicken owners who are messing it up for everybody because they're, like, making out with their chickens and getting salmonella. Listen, I would like to read you this headline. Okay, please. <laughs> please. The do. CDC blames salmonella outbreak on backyard chicken owners being overly affectionate. <laughs> White people are making out with chickens. <laughs> As our friends of the show, Deezus and Mara might say, this is peak caucasity. Peak caucasity. <laughs> I agree. And so when you do this, white people, when you make out with your chickens, <laughs> you make people think that chickens don't make good pets. And that's just not true. Stop kissing your chickens. If you cuddle them, just, you know, be sanitary. Like, wash your hands. Like, don't. Like, chickens are not for kissing. <laughs> Neither are any animals, I would argue. I would never kiss any pet. That's because you're not white. (laughs) Touche. I have no argument Um, against this. The Centers for Disease Control and (laughs) Prevention said don't kiss or cuddle birds. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I feel like, I already know this is going to be a bad example. (laughs) I'm committed to it, though. I'm going to say it anyway. I feel like if you cuddle a dog, then maybe you might get fleas. Make sure that your dog doesn't have fleas. I told what? you it's going to be bad. Just make sure that your dog doesn't have fleas. You do what you need to do to take care of your dog or your chicken. Once you roll around in the grass with your dog or whatever you do when you're <laughs> hanging out with your dog. Roll around with your dog. <laughs> <laughs> then go take a shower. You know, you take your clothes off, you wash your clothes. You Just be sanitary. If you are a sanitary person and you keep your chicken sanitary, you can cuddle your chickens. You can never kiss a chicken. All that aside, there's this really cool chicken called. <laughs> there's this really cool chicken called the Silky Chicken. You have to Google it. S I L K I E Chicken, right? These motherfuckers are gorgeous. Like, ooh, is it the the fluffy yes, ones? Yes, the super fluffy ones. Like the hair this is one all always always on fleek. And <laughs> what the hair is always on fleek? Chickens are on fleek. Chickens on fleek. Oh, my God. So, I'm sorry. I don't regret it. I don't regret that at all. I will do this several times throughout the day. Just prepare yourself. So, my one of my favorite people to talk about chickens with is Chelsea Marshall, who works at BuzzFeed. Hey, girl. Hey. She's also my seatmate. And she works for BuzzFeed Animals, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever she comes across, like, a cool chicken thing, like, a cool chicken vine or whatever, she lets me know. Mm -hmm. And she went to go visit a farm where she actually did meet some chickens. We should have had her on the show because she will tell you that chickens are so sweet and they're so nice. She'll tell you. Chelsea would not lie. She would not lie. She wouldn't. Chelsea does not tell lies. But (laughs) as Chelsea pointed out, Chelsea, Chelsea, (laughs) as Chelsea pointed out when they run, it looks like they're wearing pantaloons. (laughs) (laughs) And it really does. Google, if you can find the slow motion footage of a silky chicken running, they look like they're wearing pantaloons. We'll tweet it, guys. We'll tweet it. It's so cute. My family has a like a bunch of chickens in Ethiopia. They are not great. <laughs> they gotta suck. <laughs> I mean, <are> they... <laughs> every time I visit, chickens? I'm like, these fuckers. <laughs> no, they're not pet chickens. Well, that's the thing. You have to have. I mean, they a roam until they're eaten. <laughs> if you love a chicken, the chicken. So will you love mean you. a chicken purely to be a pet? Yes. Absolutely. I'm going to get a pet chicken. So you don't want it's like eggs. You don't want to eat it later. No, No, I could not eat a pet. No, absolutely not. I would still eat chicken, though, even if I had a pet chicken. I would. I would. 
uh, once I'm in a place to have either like a dog sized dog <laughs> or an actual chicken, I'm gonna get a chicken. You know, you've been talking about this for a while. I do not doubt you will get a chicken. <laughs> I'm very committed. I'm very committed. And I will cuddle this chicken. I will not kiss it and I will not get salmonella. I encourage everybody listening to get a pet chicken. Or just think about it. Just go meet a chicken, maybe. Just go introduce like, yourself to a chicken. Remember what the CDC said. <laughs> just don't, don't, like, don't make out with the chicken. That don't spread be salmonella because of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think chickens are cool. Squirrels are not. That is Tracy's Animal Corner for the day. <laughs> Discovery Channel, hit her up. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> send me a chicken. Can somebody send me a pet chicken? Or just like bring one that I can like hang out. Is there a rent a chicken rental service, maybe? Rent a chicken? Rent a chicken. Why, well, that would fail. That business would fail. <laughs> I would rent a chicken. Uh, that is the end of Tracy's Animal <laughs> Corner. <laughs> Let's carry on with the rest of the show. My chicken's name is going to be Leroy, by the way. So now we are very, very pleased to intro a new segment that we should have been doing this entire time called White Men on the Street. We can roam in the streets for white men. <laughs> Questions will include things such as... Number one. How dare you? Number two. Why? <laughs> Number three. Can you not? Number four. No. <laughs> That's not a question. <laughs> it Number is five, a question. How sway? <laughs> These are the kinds of things that our producer Julia Furlan like excels at. Excel. <laughs> She's a ridiculously charming human and <laughs> getting strangers to talk to us is very helpful when she is there. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a little bit of what we heard. It's a nice sunny day, but not too fucking hot. Right, right. It's a Wednesday, and we're looking for white guys to talk to. We saw some dreads in the wild, some white dreads in the wild earlier. And they were on rollerblades. First question, how do you feel about squirrels? I feel pretty neutral about squirrels. Okay, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, like, they, don't, they don't bother me too much. Really? They don't bother you? No. I'm generally indifferent about squirrels. Hmm. Squirrels are different all over the country mm-hmm. if, you've, if you've done any traveling. So where are the good squirrels? Uh, I, I don't know where the good squirrels are. Where are the are. bad squirrels? The fat squirrels are all in uh, more of the Midwest, Ohio Valley, Nebraska, where everything's a little bigger, you know? First question, how do you feel about squirrels? About the world? About squirrels. Oh, about squirrels? Yes. Oh, I love squirrels. Really? I love squirrels. What do you love about them? I like their character. I, um, they seem to have a funny side and they kind of play, they're playful with people. They're, they have a playful attitude. Oh, that's good. Those are, those are good reasons to like an animal. I'll tell you that. Squirrels? Mm-hmm. Like as a species of animal? Yes. Uh, I, I, I don't, to be honest. I don't feel about them. Uh, they're cool. Uh, they don't bother me, generally. Um, some of them are kind of adorable. I've seen like people feed them, and mm-hmm. that seems a little strange. But I don't, I don't hear any bad press. Uh-huh. You, know, I don't, you know, rats and pigeons kind of get a bad rap, but they, uh. they also they're the worst. So pigeons are not the worst. Love squirrels. Why? Oh, well, they're cute. Uh. We have baby squirrels in our backyard, so they're really cute. But they eat all of the stuff we try and plant. How can you still like them after that? That's a problem. They're so adorable. Come on. They're so cute. So as long as somebody's cute, they can just come in your kitchen and just like steal all your food and just like run off. If they're if they're really cute, yeah, probably. 
look at that motherfucker. Who said the squirrels didn't come out and bother nobody and you never see squirrels? Look at him. Look at him. He's drinking. He's laughing. Okay, do it somewhere else. You don't have to do that here. I actually think this is cute. No, because oh. you see how he's looking over here the whole time? Looking right at me. Mind your business and drink your water and leave. His eyes are on the side of his head. He can't <laughs> help looking at you, Tracy. Well, he needs to close them or something. Okay, let's turn Ooh. away from the squirrel. We're turning away. Do you use lotion? Um, a little bit, I guess, yeah. Lotion, um, you know, occasionally I do. More in the winter, I don't use it, like, regularly. Like, when you say use, it sounds like you're looking uh -huh. for, like, a regular kind of Yeah, like, of you use. get out of the shower or the tub and you put No, I don't, I don't do it every day. Okay. I do use lotion. Whatever kind is in our cabinet. Does someone else buy the lotion? My fiance buys lotion. My, my wife actually turned me on to lotion. She was the first woman who was like, you should, you're, every, you're rough. You're rough and you should use lotion. Uh, there's this uh, Victoria's Secret lotion that's really nice. It's like Amber Romance or something. Oh. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah but uh, it makes me smell really nice. Um, and I use that a lot because like my current girlfriend, had, that's like her lotion. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like the smell of sweet lotion, but not on myself. Mm. Especially because I know it's not the only smell people are smelling. So like uh -huh. sweet plus old coffee plus like armpit <laughs> is just not a good smell. That's a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, that's too much that. to the to nostrils. <laughs> but so outside of your relationships, would you buy lotion on your own? Uh, I think I I, I hmm, hmm, tough question. I should. Um, the thing is like I don't I don't take care of myself properly. Have you always used lotion? Uh, no. Uh, no. When did you start using lotion? Oh my god, these are hard questions. I'm sorry, we asked the important hard-hitting uh, things. <laughs> We're serious reporters, sir. I, it's a few years ago? When I became an adult, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have really dry skin, mm -hmm. like especially after I take a shower. And so I was kind of doing research and I was like, maybe I should just use lotion. Hands, arms, elbows, yeah. I like itchy legs probably, right? Okay. Like dry skin, like what's going on, winter time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nobody Are likes you, that. I'm not a fan of it personally. Right? Yeah, yeah the not. squirrels hate it. <laughs> White men hate it, apparently. <laughs> Some of you do, this is what we're learning. Are you familiar with the term ashy? Do you know what that uh, means? No, actually I don't. Yes, absolutely. Like if someone describes themselves yeah, or somebody else's that's ashy. like that's what would be itchy. Okay. At least for me, like it'll, it'll show in my knuckles and stuff and in my elbows and like that white kind of dustiness. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just so, gross. Before your girlfriend introduced you to lotion, would you say that you were ashy? Probably not visibly all the time. At least, uh -huh. my God, I hope not. <laughs> um, like before you discovered lotion two years ago, were you were you ashy? No, I was more like flaky. Flaky. Which is, is not a good look for me <laughs> or anyone. If I saw a man using lotion in public, I, I'd feel a little creeped out about it. You're going to do that here? <laughs> no, sorry. So I feel the same way when I see men drinking white Zinfandel in public. I'm like, you should probably do this somewhere else. Want to interview a pigeon? Sir, excuse me. Sir. Sir. Not into it. <laughs> Okay, last question, and then we're going to let you get back to living your life. What do you think is the biggest problem that white men face today? If any. Uh, oh, my God. That's the worst the question ever. We're all friends. The biggest problem? 
And you can interpret the question I, how you yeah, want. Yeah, no, very I, no, I understand. You you want you want uh, honest, frank answers. Yes. You know, I haven't really given that much of a thought. Um, Man, speaking for everybody here. Um, Are you looking for a double-edged sword answer? Because that's, I think that's total bullshit. No, 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 no. It's a completely open-ended question, purposefully. You can take it where you want it. What is the thing for, like, as a group? Like, honestly, like, Mm -hmm. in the entire world, the most thing that should worry us the most is a lack of good television. I think that everything else is pretty, pretty gravy. I think, well, I, I don't know whether to call it a problem. I guess, well, women have always kind of had control. I don't want to say like there's, we're losing control because women always, in a way, controlled men. <laughs> so I, you know, that's how, you know, so I don't even know that. That's, I can't even really say that. <laughs> what do you think is the biggest problem that white men in America face today? That is, mm, that it's r- an open ended <laughs> question. Take it where you want. The biggest problem we face is holding ourselves accountable for privilege probably is like just recognizing that we have privilege and that we're not doing enough to work against it. Under recognition of their, our position of privilege, probably. I guess like ignorance, like lack of willing to kind of address problems that are prevalent in white guy culture, especially like 20 something white guy culture. Are you 20 something? Um, I'm 26, yeah. White privilege is, it's more than just being something that like the white man has over everyone else. It's, it's basically killing everybody else. You know, the fact that, you know, the white man doesn't have to be afraid of police, the polite fact that the white man doesn't have to worry about going certain places at certain times of the day or appearing a certain way. I can wear a hoodie at nighttime and it's not like no one's going to question me about it. And that's fucked up. Talking about so many inequalities and so many people who aren't given opportunities and white men aren't in a position necessarily to understand that. And I think that recognition is important to participate in any discussion around um, discrimination, inequality, anything along those lines. This is going to sound fucking like the world's smallest violin, but I think it's hard to stay woke as a white man because all of the media is trying to put you back to sleep when you are or if you are, because everyone is going to tell you that it's not your problem. Like, no, 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 it's them. It's not you. I think that being woke is something you have to keep doing. You're not just, oh, now I'm racially sensitive to everything. No, you have to like work at it all the time. And it's tough and it's not always easy. And I certainly complain a lot, but <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta try. It's like the least that I could do. I, I wanna do what I can do with the privilege that I'm given as a white man, but I don't want it to ever become about me. It's not my struggle. You know, um, I don't. I don't really. I don't. I don't even really know to say a problem. Um, I don't know is a fair answer. I mean, that's more. Yeah, I don't know really. So Tracy, how did you feel about our white man on the street conversations? I learned a lot about the moisturization habits of white men. Yes. I can never remember taking a shower or a bath and not having my mother slather me down with lotion afterwards. Like yeah. baby lotion. Like the- at what point do you stop? When do you get away from like baby lotion and you're just like, I don't need any lotion at all. And then I'm also noticing that it's the women in their lives. When they do start to wear lotion, they're just like, if I have to lay next to you in this bed, I'm not going to have your foot chips all over my my good linens. Ugh. You have to do something about that. <laughs> I love the guy who was like, yeah, I had this condition where like when I left the shower, I got like it was, was just like, him. That's just that's life. That's just how skin <laughs> That's why you put on lotion. <laughs> 
it's not a condition. <laughs> what surprised you? At first, I was surprised that we were talking to so many um, woke white men who knew that the problem that white men are facing is white men. <laughs> but when you think about it, they were younger guys and we're up here in the north in Yankeeville where people tend to be woker. I don't know. New York City white dudes, when they see two black girls talking to them, yeah. they're not going to give especially you a wild young answer. Ones, especially young ones. Yeah. Also, most of these had beards. I feel like there's a correlation. <laughs> there's something there. Young bearded white men <laughs> going to be at least a little bit woke. It is a little comforting to know at least three or four white people know. Yeah. <laughs> white and if men there know. are three or four, then perhaps there are five or six. I definitely think it'd be different if like we got like a white dude to come do these interviews. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, bro. Maybe that's maybe that's <laughs> secret <a> language. <laughs> maybe we should send a white dude to Wall Street on our behalf. We should recruit a white man. Undercover white man. White man Seek on the street. Wearing a trench coat, maybe some glasses. Cause he's in disguise. We should just send Nobody two knows. kids in a trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People who didn't talk to us were wearing loafers. Yes. All of them. <laughs> uh, I didn't even notice. Just from the way they buttoned their shirts, you could tell. Yeah. Like, mm, you could tell what? Do I want to talk to these black girls about something? <laughs> what are they going to ask me? <laughs> I'm tired. Talking to white men is tiring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at the doggy. Me too, dog. Me too. Let's take a break. Support for another round comes from Bevel, the first and only shaving system designed to reduce razor bumps and help you achieve smoother, clearer skin. Which brings us to our very first ad segment, Talking Shop, where a guy sits down with his barber and asks the questions they never get around to in the chair. Hey, I'm Zach McKnight, a creative in advertising at BuzzFeed, and I'm sitting here with my barber, Louis Madrid. Hey, Louis. Hey, Zach. How's it going? It's going good. So, have you ever had any celebrity clients? Yes, I have. Ooh. He's actually one of my favorite actors. Well, it, it was, he's like a one-hit wonder, but it was like one of my favorite movies. It's um, it's uh, The Last Dragon. It's a kung fu movie in New York, Bruce Leroy. <laughs> Is he black? Yeah, he's black. He's a like, light-skinned black guy with curly hair. I remember, like, um, he would be like, oh, who's your master? Like, you know where they get that from? Like, um... <laughs> As a guy with coarse and curly hair, uh, are there any tips you could offer me to avoid getting razor bumps? Yes, it would be to shave with the grain, not against the grain. Wash with a hot uh, washcloth and only water, and to scrub on your face against the grain. All right, Lewis, thanks again for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Another Round listeners can head to GetBevel.com and use the offer code ANOTHERROUND to get 20% off your first month. Once again, the offer code is ANOTHERROUND at GetBevel.com. G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com. Next, I am over the moon, beyond thrilled to welcome one of, I think, the best voices Ever, now <laughs> yes. and beyond. Facts on facts. <laughs> um, singer, songwriter, goddess. Yes. Miss Lee Ann Lahavis is here. Hey. hey, ladies. Hi. What up? Thank you 
so much for coming by. It's my I, pleasure. Thank I'm going to be useless during this interview because I just want to like sit and just like <laughs> bask in, the, in yes. the aura of greatness. I'm so excited to have you here. The question that we like to start <laughs> off with for all of our guests is yes. what do you do and why? Okay. I, well, I'm a singer and I do it because I can't imagine myself doing anything else. Oh, mm. that's a great reason to do something. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with the Unstoppable video. Okay. It's so pretty. Thank so you. So Unstoppable is the new single from the new album, Blood, which is dropping July 31st. <laughs> I told yes. you I'm going to be useless. I'm just like, I just want to <laughs> give you compliments for like 30 minutes straight. Okay. I love the video because it's just you dancing for yeah. the expanse of the song, which I yeah, think it's, just it's like gorgeous. It's not even dancing. It's like gliding. Right, right. <laughs> like the movement is so beautiful. Oh, thank you. And all of the jumpsuits that you're wearing. Oh, just like, the jumpsuits. <laughs> we asked Twitter if they had any thank questions you. for you and everybody was like, where you get them jumpsuits? The jumpsuits. <laughs> yes. Where can we get a jumpsuit? So fly. Thank you. Yeah. It was half choreographed and half kind of spontaneous, whatever I felt. Awesome. So uh, it sort of came together. Let's backtrack a little. For the people who don't know much about your background, mm -hmm. your father's Greek, mm -hmm. your mother's Jamaican, mm -hmm. and you were raised by your grandparents in the UK. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> so what is like, what was your musical background? What was like the soundtrack to your childhood? Well, I remember listening to mm, my mum's vinyls, mm. uh, like Michael Jackson mm. and Stevie Wonder. My mum used to play like Mary J. Blige in her car mm. and like all those like nineties dance songs. Great era. <laughs> like Rosie Gaines, Closer Than Close, stuff like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My grandparents listened to a lot of reggae. My granddad, he would always have some reggae in his car in tape form. <laughs> it was, I don't know, it was just like random stuff, but mm. just stuff that he brought from Jamaica. And then when I'd see my dad, who was I saw very often, and it was all very lovely and everyone gets on very well. <laughs> um, <laughs> he would play instruments around me and just like play the accordion and the piano and show me, you know, little things on the guitar, bongos and stuff. When did you first learn to play guitar? I was actually 18 when I first decided I really? wanted to learn. Yeah. It's not wow. that long ago. No. 25. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the first album, I had only been playing guitar for maybe three years. That is insane. At the wow. time. Yeah. Wow. How do you categorize your music genre-wise? Mm -hmm. And have you been surprised by the way other people categorize it? I haven't been surprised by the way it's been categorized. Personally, I would like not to categorize it. Mm. I think 
it could potentially exclude listeners mm -hmm. if you categorize it. Right. And any music, like obviously there were genres that definitely do exist and they have all the characteristics of those genres that we know. Mm -hmm. But nowadays I think music has so many characteristics that it's hard to define. So I would probably urge people to think about how it makes them feel and mm. maybe describe it based on that or what do you hear in it and what and what you know what does it feel like mm. so i would say i would describe my music as melodic mm. for example that was beautiful that was a beautiful i mean in, the <laughs> <laughs> in some of the interviews i was reading it, w it was interesting to see them like try to pick the genre or yeah. i don't know i think they had a I hard know. time <laughs> categorizing just like a black girl with a guitar who yeah. has like a dope voice yeah they say folk and soul mm -hmm. interesting. which you know i don't think just because i play the guitar makes it folk uh -huh. mm. or just because of the way i sing or that i'm brown that it's soul you know mm -hmm. so again i think it's ex it's just excluding all of the other things that i might be mm. influenced by so rejecting folk and soul at the moment <laughs> <laughs> so i'm always very interested in like the moment that everybody knew like what their thing was like what mm. what it is that they were good at and like when they knew that like they found something they wanted to like pursue so when did you know or feel that like singing is like something that you're good at like, like was there a a mm. moment where you were like hey i can maybe do this like forever yeah there it was a moment where i sort of realized how serious I took it, mm. you know, and how strong the desire to express myself with music was. Mm -hmm. And there was a moment and I was I was about eighteen again. Mm. Probably when I just I was I was in some bands and I was a backing vocalist for some friends and things. Mm. And they all had friends that recorded music and I'd basically somehow managed to get to 18 without ever having recorded anything mm. properly, you know, apart from like my music exam, which, you know, I listened back to and it's shockingly bad. <laughs> <laughs> and the tapes are just like, oh my God, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, it was probably, so I was going to be an art teacher because mm. I love painting and making things and stuff like that and the arts. Mm -hmm. So I thought it would be great to have a creative job that was also a viable means of, of making a living. Yes. <laughs> um, so I thought, well, I'll be a teacher. But then uh, at the same time was when I began singing in bands and I was like struck by just how um, amazing it made me feel. And uh, I just one day I was like, you know what, I'm going to learn guitar. <laughs> and then I did. And then I just was so satisfied by it. And then began to write songs with the guitar and it, it made my song, because I had written songs before, but mm. they, I never really took them seriously mm. until the guitar songs started happening. So I, I just couldn't not do it anymore. Mm. How long did it take you after you started practicing guitar to feel like you were like good at it and like you knew <laughs> what you were doing? Because in my head, it takes so long to learn how to play an yeah. instrument. They say <laughs> to, to become a a professional at anything you need to have done it for 10,000 yeah, hours 10,000 hours oh my who, oh my god i think gosh. that's the malcolm gladwell number yeah <laughs> yeah wow so i don't know i 
I do definitely feel like it's a natural thing now because mm. obviously the guitar is a very unusual thing. You've got to sort of, if you play piano, for example, the way you think about it is not the same. Mm. It took a while to get my head around. I learned one finger picking style from my dad called the claw hammer. <laughs> Which sounds intense. <laughs> if you use these three fingers, mm. your thumb, that's for the listeners, that's the, the thumb, the index finger and the middle finger. And so it, he was playing me this rhythm and I was like, right, okay, I have to concentrate. Mm. And it took me about two weeks straight of just doing it every single day with the same chord, just trying to make it flow. And then suddenly it just became muscle memory mm. and my hand just did it. So then I thought, oh my God, I could teach my hand to do all these other things. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's taken a, a while, but I feel completely comfortable now it definitely shows thanks <laughs> <laughs> um what is it about the guitar like why is that your instrument what was it that made you want to focus on guitar that's a really good question things? when I was playing piano I didn't think basically I couldn't be satisfied by it for whatever reason I could I never played it as well as I wanted to be able to play it and have like my feel but with the guitar because it's everything it's rhythmic and percussive as well as you know single notes and chords textures mi mixing bass lines chords and melodies all on the one hand mm -hmm. just with the strings and then the possibilities because you're holding the strings you can choose to hammer on and off the string that creates another avenue you can have what i like to do is have an independent thumb doing the bass line mm. and then everything above that I can interchange with all the other fingers. So I just think it's the possibilities hmm. that made me really attracted to it. And like I was saying about the feel, it was because of the possibilities, I think easier to find a feel on it that was my own and mm -hmm. I could be satisfied by it. And I can imagine now things that I want to hear and make my hand do it. And it feels like it just feels right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's just lots to feels right to feast upon. Mm. I kind of want to go play or learn how to play guitar now. You should totally go and play. You're a fantastic guitar spokesperson. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Fender or Gibson yes. are listening? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm obviously obsessed with your music. Age, yes, yes. the last album sounds Ooh, like it girl. was inspired by something very juicy. <laughs> <laughs> My old man. Ready to love me like the woman that I am Ooh So is it such a problem if he's old As long as he does whatever he is told I'm glad that it's just my heart that he stole And left my dignity alone Is this based on a lived situation of yours? Yes. Ooh, would you like I, to spill yeah. some details? <laughs> so I, when I was uh, 18 years old, I met a guy and I had this boyfriend that was kind of messing me about a lot. Mm. And he just obviously wasn't very good, but I was the only one that didn't realize. Spin back, ooh, girl. Listen. So, yeah. <laughs> oh <God>. Classic. <laughs> so, classic men. <laughs> so, that was kind of going on, and I was all heartbroken, but would still go back if he called. Mm. And then I met this guy, and I was just immediately like clicked with him. And I was just like, 
I could be myself completely and mm-hmm. he thought that was good. Aww. So I was like, oh my God, it's like you're not trying to change me. So we became <laughs> friends. The dilemma was that he was considerably older than me mm. at the time. So I was like kind of torn and, you know, people thought it was weird. <laughs> and it, looking back, probably was quite weird. Can we ask how much older he, he was? Yeah, he was 14 years older than me. Wow. But when <laughs> I got to 21, say, mm-hmm. it was fine. Yeah. You know? Right. But when I was 18, obviously people were yeah. worried about it. But it, he was just this amazing guy and it was great. And I got on really well with his family. Mm. Once people saw us together, it was fine, uh-huh. you know. But anyway, the song Age is about feeling sad about the younger man mm. who was my age at the time <laughs> and then feeling positive about the older man. Mm-hmm. I started the song when I was 18 and actually finished it when I was 20. So you mm. kind of get a kind of chronological Somebody to retrieve my long lost soul Somebody to retrieve my long lost soul We're going to switch gears mm-hmm. and do a little segment that has a very strange name. Okay. I'm to blame for the name. I feel <laughs> so <laughs> silly. Every, exactly. So It feels kind of gross I to know. say it. <laughs> well, pew. it works better if you if you do the little finger gun. So it's like pew, pew, pew. pew. <laughs> See, there you go. Oh, that's so. funny because in England, I'd say pew, pew, pew. Oh, my God. Oh, we should That's change a good the game. name. You should do that game. If you ask people in different countries to make an animal noise, oh, yeah. the different noises That's... they'll make. Anytime. You yes. are welcome to make any time. Okay, so we have a bunch of random questions that we're going to ask you very quickly. Okay. First question is kind of born of my own ignorance just because I don't know, but do they have squirrels in the UK? Yes. Uh, but you... we call them squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> So we ask all our guests. Yes. How yes. do you feel about squirrels? Uh, I think they're cute, but a little bit ratty. Yes. Yes. Excellent <laughs> answer. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, what's a song that someone else has written that you wish you had written? Oh, this must be the place by Talking Heads. Mm. What's your favorite smell? Oh. It's uh, my boyfriend's neck. Aww. Oh, my God. That was beautiful. <laughs> Earlier we were talking about this question, and we both agreed that our favorite smell is baby necks. Like, oh, yes. Yeah, baby is like Babies just always smell good. Uh, Facts. Mostly. Mostly. Well, sometimes they don't. <laughs> Mostly. Okay, this one is weird. Would you, <laughs> would you rather be without elbows or without knees if you had to choose? <laughs> I, I wish, wish everybody could see, see the face. Uh, <laughs> with oh, without knees. Why without knees? So I could still play guitar. Oh, oh my god, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> so beautiful. Oh, no. <laughs> do you have any names for your guitars? Yes, I do. My black and white harmony Stratotone is called Connie after my grandmother, and Aww. my current guitar that I played is called Little Prince. 
Oh, beautiful. <laughs> That's so beautiful. Uh, we could ply you with questions all I'm day. I'm having a lovely time. Oh, well, I'm sorry, I've got to get back please. to England. Well, it's, it's a great we'll reason to have to see you there. Yeah, yeah you should. Exactly. You should we absolutely would love to. come. You're very, very welcome. Where can people find you and your music? Do you have anything that you'd like to plug? Well, apart from the album, <laughs> uh, which is entitled Blood for non-violent reasons. Uh, it's coming out on the 31st of July. I'm very proud of it. It's my second studio album. And also, I've got a few singles out. One is Unstoppable and What You Don't Do. And all is well. Uh, love and life. Oh, <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank, Thank you, you so much for coming, for coming by. by. Thank you. It's Any a pleasure. All right. No sweet. So who are you buying around for, Tracy? <sighs> I am gonna buy around for my mommy. You're supposed to say all. Oh. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was drinking water, y'all. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Shout out to Tracy's mom. Shout out to my mom who is listening and who listens to every episode of the podcast. And um, she's just dope. I know everybody thinks that their mom is like the best mom ever, <laughs> but. I think that it is actually like a scientifically provable fact. Okay, Tracy. It is. It is. Yep, I'm sure your mom is fantastic. But I mean, moms, I just feel like they don't get enough credit. We put them through hell and back. She's the reason that I am the way that I am, for better or for worse. (laughs) (laughs) So, whatever your opinion is of me, Mm. either blame or thank her. But the most important thing in my life, that sounds cheesy. We're not going to do that. No, continue no, that um, sentence. I'm, I'm too much of a thug. <laughs> Let it out, that. Tracy. <laughs> My goal in life, mm-hmm. obviously, is to take over the world, make lots of money. <laughs> right. Have like, <laughs> have a husband and like a little side piece, kids, <laughs> dogs. Goals. You know, goals. <laughs> but before all that is just making her proud. Mm. And so every oh. day, like that's always my she do everything with me oh Tracy. So but not really i love you mommy mommy clayton mommy jean thank you for birthing me I'm sure that wasn't easy <laughs> <laughs> do not have the smallest head if i gave birth i'd be complaining about it all the time <laughs> <laughs> mom can i have something to drink do you remember 15 years ago when i gave birth to that you that would be me though <laughs> Around on me, mommy, but not too much because you know how you get. It's <laughs> <laughs> another story. I'll buy you around. <laughs> how about you? Who are you buying around for? So I'm going to be buying around for women's soccer. Girls Ooh. who play soccer. Yeah. So the Women's World Cup came and went. And like around the same time as the World Cup was happening, there was this photo series that was put up on BuzzFeed of this woman who took portraits of girls from age 5 to 14 who play soccer. Aww. And it, I don't know, it took me back. So the photographer is Andrea Corradini, and the photo series is called Game Face. 
I don't know what it is about these photos. They're just black and white, very intimate, like, portraits. They just really got to me and reminded me of a time that I kind of forgot, mm. which is, like, that period of girlhood. So let me just read you some of the, like, captions on some of the pictures. This is Jane. She's 10. She's, like, looking straight to the camera. She has her, like, sleeves rolled up, like, I mean business. <laughs> she, Jane, 10 years old. I'm the only girl on my flag football team. Our team name is Jane and the Boys. Aww, I love that so much. Another it. one is um, Tess 11. She's looking straight to the camera and she has her hands on her hips, but not like in a hands on my hips way, but mm. more like a I'm just evaluating how I'm going to slay you way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm looking through. I'm like, mm, I, I choose this option to slay. <laughs> uh, Tess 11. Cheetahs are my favorite animal. They're almost as fast as I am. Blue. Go hit yes! yes, and that's what I grew up on. I grew up on soccer, Aww. and I kind of forgot about that. Mm. So I was reading Amy Poehler's book, and it kind of remind like this photo series kind of reminded me of it. There's this chapter in the beginning called "Plain Girl versus the Demon." Mm. I'm gonna read a little for you all. <laughs> Please put on your best NPR voice. <clears throat> no, I can't do this. <laughs> the voice that talks badly to you is a demon voice. This very patient and determined demon shows up in your bedroom one day and refuses to leave. You are six or 12 or 15 and you look in the mirror and you hear a voice so awful and mean that it takes your breath away. It tells you you are fat and ugly and you don't deserve love. And the scary part is the demon is your own voice. Mm. And then she goes on to talk about like a period of girlhood where that voice didn't exist for her. She said, it was a wonderful but short-lived time when I was in my body but not critical of it. If you ever want to see heaven, watch a bunch of young girls play. They are sweat and skin knees, energy and open faces. Aww. That's so beautiful. That is so true too. And it reminded me of specifically a time in fifth grade. I had just moved to the suburbs and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> and all of the boys played soccer at recess and the girls went in this like garden area. First of all, I was like, we got a garden. <laughs> <laughs> but they went into like this garden area and like talked about stuff, you know? <laughs> and I remember being like, well, I want to play soccer. And then I did that once and I like came into class sweaty mm. and I didn't mind that. But then the girls were like, oh, just come to the garden with us. When I read that passage, I was like, oh, I totally remember this like pure girlhood where I didn't even think about sweat. Aww. I think about sweat all the time. All the time. Now. <laughs> I'm thinking about it right now. Listen, <laughs> it just brought me back. And I really love these photos. Again, the photographer is Andrea Corradini and the photo series is called Game Face. Shout out to every girl playing soccer. Yes. Playing a sport, period. Listen, I don't know how people play sports. Listen. Soccer is not a walk in the park. It's a run down a field. <laughs> I love you guys. Aww. Teen girls are like the only people I care about. You can't about. buy drinks for teen girls, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Girl, I got some Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> some Powerade, if that's what you're into. <laughs> Around on me, but only Gatorade. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> it was dope. Heaven, we did it again. Hey. I can't believe that we got to talk to Leanne freaking Mahavis. You guys can't even, like, you don't know how beautiful she was, how uh, poised she was. Uh, she hugged us and gave us kisses. <laughs> yes. Listen, if anybody gets near my right cheek, we're fighting. <laughs> don't touch it. Just don't touch I need some police tape to put, <laughs> to put around my cheek. Obviously, shout out to Leanne for coming Obviously, through. Obviously, buy the album. The album is so, um, so good. It's so, uh, 
It makes me want to like run through flowers. Right. Hang out in my room and just daydream. Right. Ah, uh, yes. Carefree black girls. It's our summer. Yes. Obviously, a shout out to our pod squad. Obviously. Julia Ferland, Eleanor Kagan, woo, and Jenna woo, Weiss Berman holding woo, it down. Woo, woo, woo. Shout out to Paul Ruiz. Paul, who again at Argo is Studios. sleeveless. Yes. Ain't got no worries. Listen. <laughs> and no sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm going to abandon all of my sleeves. I'm trying to live it Paul life. Um, you know, this is unrelated. <laughs> I mean, it's related. My friend saw a dude on Tinder who was wearing a shirt that said abolish sleevery. <laughs> He's wearing a sleeveless shirt. <laughs> Yo, white men are wilding right now. You can't. You can't make you that can't pun. That. You can't. That was good pun though. I'm sorry. Right? <laughs> I'll allow it, but I won't. Just this once. <laughs> yes. Don't try that shit again. Uh, and thank you all for listening. Oh my gosh. Shout out to Don Will of the Almighty Tanya Morgan and to Jean Gray for providing our custom music. Follow Jean Gray at Jean Greasy and follow Don Will at Don Will. That's D O N W I L L. Um, Go read a book. <laughs> Play soccer. <laughs> Drink some water. Drink some water. Do some stretching. Call your mom. Yeah, take your meds. Take your meds. Um, and send us send us love mail. Yes. As always, you can hit us up at another round at BuzzFeed.com. Send us emails at another round at BuzzFeed.com. Follow us on Twitter at another round. Follow me on Twitter at Brooklyn Poverty. Follow me at Heaven Rants. That's Heaven the Noun. <laughs> Rants the I bird. hate that I introduced that. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It's perfect. It does. It's perfect. <laughs> and thank y'all for listening. Come back next time. We can do Animal Corner. About motherfucking chickens. <gasps> can we interview a chicken? No. Oh, heaven does. Absolutely not. Don't what the fuck would that be? <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Chicken. Yeah. I cannot. And I could translate. So he said that he really does not appreciate people eating his homies that way. But he, he understands he why we have to do homies. it. He gets it. Yeah, we everybody gotta live. Okay. <laughs>